go to joke workshop. There's more than two pages. the Japanese Bjork Kope, you know that it's Wednesday. It's high noon. I am pretty high today here on the AltaCast on Mutiny Radio. Latoya, the show for Truth, will be joining us shortly. She uh, has some yeah, I don't know what she's doing. It's all good. She'll bring us the news. It'll be okay. I actually have something to bring you guys in the beginning. And we have Andy from Moonday something. Moonday. You got to turn your microphone on. Ha ha. From Moon, Moon, Moonday Nights. Moonday Night School. Moonday Night School. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> Moonday Night School. That's going to be coming up on Mondays here at Mutiny Radio. And, um, you're listening to AltaCast right now. Things are uh, pretty crazy. Our um, our POTUS, you know, said some things that were pretty ridiculous. We're going to go through them. Uh, I actually, I don't like being political. I don't want to be political. Um, but the quote, my favorite quote from um, the president's uh, most recent speech was, I used to not do politics. Now I do politics. 45th president of the United States. I do politics. That's it's our president. Suburb. I do politics. <laughs> Just to remind everybody, our last president studied constitutional law, was a constitutional lawyer, understood the mechanics of government since its inception when it was written years and years ago. And our current guy does politics. I used to not do politics, but now I do politics. Do we? Is, is he coming out of a gangster movie? I don't know. Uh, this is from CNN Politics. We're going to go through it. Jump in anytime, Andy. I will. <laughs> like, we're going to go. Uh, President Donald Trump crushed him. Crossed, this is from CNN Politics. A funny guy wrote it. Uh, Chris Kaliza. I'm sure he got bullied as a child <laughs> for that name. Uh, but this is a great article. I, I read it out loud the other day, and I wanted to bring it again to you guys because he is very cheeky and our president is an idiot. President Donald Trump crossed a major threshold on Friday, declaring a national emergency at our southern border in order to take money allocated for other purposes and use it to build his much ballyhooed wall. What other state of emergencies do you think we're having right? Are we having any state of emergencies? Um, Like, what kind of things are happening in our our world that we should be, I don't know, hunger, concerned about? Yeah, all the the opiate, the opiate crisis. We could look up how many people in 20, was it the 2018 numbers haven't come out yet. Obviously, it's the beginning of the year. But in 2017, 68,000 people died of opiate overdose. That's You can fill the entire giant stadium filled with people and murder them all at once. And that's how many people died in one year. But that's not, that's not a national emergency. But there was just the polar vortex. I guess the national emergency is racism. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Oh. Oh, but we're coming at it for such different sides. Him and uh, I don't know. I don't know who he's speaking for at this point. I don't know who he's, who's he, who's he speaking for. The devil. Uh, yeah, maybe. He announced the move in what now has become a characteristic fashion with a brash and unapologetic press conference larded with falsehoods and fufara. <laughs> Given that legal and political fight over Trump's, Trump's emergency declaration and the broader immigration issue will dominate Washington for weeks, if not months, to come... I thought it made sense to go through the transcript for exactly what Trump said 
yeah. in his press conference. It's important. Here we go. Number one. I'm going to do the, my favorite thing, which is the Trump voice. I should actually do make another rap song. We'll see if LaToya wants to make a rap song out of this. We made a rap song last year. Uh, we have a band called uh, Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff, and we rap people's ridiculous Republicans and things they've said, and we put them all together and we make a song. I love it. And we do it like just on the, on the cuff. And <laughs> so there's one about, you know, Trump is so easy, the one about the rapists and the, the stuff. And it's the song is, you gotta build a great wall. It's really funny. I'll play it for you next. <laughs> we have a lot of announcements having to do with Syria and our success with the eradication of the caliphate. And that'll be announced over the next 24 hours. So now it's been longer than 96 hours and no great announcement, yet, although the general in charge of leading the fight against ISIS told CNN on Friday that he disagreed with Trump's decision to pull troops out of Syria. And away we go. (laughs) And many other things. A lot of positive things are going on. (laughs) Many other things. I mean, right? These are quotes. And many other things. A lot of positive things are going on. I know it's hard not to laugh. We're going to do it one way or the other. We have to do it. Not because it was a campaign promise, which it is. <laughs> which it, well, first we could break it down grammatically because it would be which it was. Because right. campaign campaign's promise, over. Yeah. So the president is declaring a national emergency because, quote unquote, we have to do it. Not because he said we had to do it on the campaign trail. But ask yourself this. If it was such an emergency, why did Trump wait more than two years to declare it one. Yeah. Yeah. If it was always a thing. A national. A national emergency. Not just after people, not just after the little thing was brokered. Not just after, this wouldn't just be a grab for money, a loophole. You know, now I do politics. I used to just be a shady businessman, but now I understand the loopholes of shady politics and I can do the loopholes. You get, you don't have the money here, you take the money there. You don't have the money from them, you get the money from them. You tell them you got the money. They don't need to know where you got the money from. I'm putting roots in his mouth now, but he did, I mean, he, he took from the military to give to the wall, which is like... Let's just say you're paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, I'm paraphrasing. You guys all know if you're listening to the AltaCast, this is hashtag fake news. It's completely biased. We're not, there's no question about how ridiculously biased we are. But this is actually from CNN, and these are actual quotes that he actually said. So, You look at other economies. They're doing terribly, and we're doing phenomenally. Other economies, bad. Our economy, good. <laughs> are we doing phenomenally? Really? All the but, other economies are just tanking in the world, apparently. Well, but the thing that's crazy is that didn't we just have 800,000 workers not get a paycheck for six weeks? How is our economy doing phenomenally if 800,000 government workers were not paid? These are outright lies. His economy is doing well. I guess the economy is doing well. I don't know. His his economy. Oh, is his do- economy. His economy is doing well. Right. The economy that serves him is just doing fine. This is very funny. My... um. My ex-husband wanted me to do something this week about... I, I, the thing that kind of broke up our marriage is, is he made me buy this Lexus. And anyways, he sold the Lexus, okay? And uh, the guy who bought the Lexus is calling me going like, you're still on the lease, I need to get all this stuff from you. And I'm like... And he's like, can't you just be compliant? And I'm like, my the biggest part of my entire year is coming up in less in, in less than 10 days. Today is the 20th, it starts on the 1st. 
It's eight days away, technically. The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Once a year, I throw everything in my entire life away, and all I do, 46 shows in five days. And guess who's doing it all the time? Ah, it's me! And you want me to go to the DMV or a notarized bullshit and do anything for you? You selfish pile of dog shit. How much did you get for that Lexus? He goes, and I said to him, I said, hey man, it'd be cool if you could like throw me a bone. Like maybe you could donate something to Mutiny Radio. You know, that would be great. And that would help me. That would motivate me to get whatever done. And he wrote back like something about the tax breaks this year and how that's not favorable. And I'm like, you fucking Republican cunt face. I can't believe I used to sleep with you. I was married to you and I used to own a house with you. You money-grubbing pile of dog shit. I used to say nice things about my ex-husband, but now he's a Republican just like everyone else. Well, I'm a veterinarian and I make more money and my, my labor is important. My labor is more important than your labor. Your labor isn't important. You know what? I just made some fucking weed food today that's phenomenal. I'm sorry that women's labors and my ability to cook, my ability to raise children and all that stuff isn't monetarily valued in our economy. I'm sorry that my work, my work as an artist isn't valued by our our society but you know what you're a boring pile of shit and without comedians you're nothing and you sit there and you watch it on netflix because you're afraid to get out of your house i gotta get in my life i have to sell my lexus i have to get something bigger or better because everyone won't think i'm good enough no one will think i'm good enough because it's america and the only thing that you know in america is how much money you have is that everything yeah it's i did my rant early this time no it's 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 everything <laughs> I, it, that's all the same person you know there's a lot of people out there there's just like a lot that. of them yeah. That are all, it's like once they make over $150,000, they're like, well, I'm better than you now. Yeah. I'm better than you. Yeah, they, I deserve more because I make more money. They figured out how to be happy with themselves. Huh. I guess. Go to Costco, buy another cashmere sweater. They're on sale right now, right? They're like, I don't know. They are, when you walk into Costco and you're like, cashmere, $89. My God, how could I walk away without it? I'm kidding. I don't do that anymore. I used to do that. That used to be me. Me too. You, did you have the same capitalistic background? I did, and I'm uh, fresh out of it, fresh out of it, And uh, this, but it's the same person that you're talking about. This, um, maybe their political stance doesn't really matter. There's Democrats that might be the same type, but same type for me, Republican, uh, just very interested in, in consuming and keeping and possessing and preserving right. a, a conservative. Uh, let's keep... Let's keep it the way that it is because it's always worked for me. Right. Yeah. It's Except always worked. The thing that's crazy is that California just experienced like something like 78 trillion gallons of water last week or something. Why were we not saving all of that fucking water? Like, what did we do with it? We didn't do anything. We're so dumb. We're so dumb because I wrote this fictional story about the future and I have a, a thing in it I call about the, the water wars. And I think I say it's like 2222, the, the water wars or whatever. And then that shit's gonna happen. We just had a bunch of polar ice caps melt. All that water went into the clouds. It did this whole thing. Remember, we learned about evaporation and condensation and raining and all that stuff. And it just dumped all that shit. And that is some global warming shit. And then all of a sudden, come summer, places are gonna get drier and get hotter on the poles. And then that's gonna keep happening until we use all our water, till there's no water left. Yeah, and then the, the least um, monetarily valuable thing in society will be the highest. It'll be a complete switch. Right. Like water is not, I can buy a bottle of water pretty much anywhere you go for so cheap. Uh, wow. And then it will be like, yeah, like it will be a war over H2O. Because you can't make anything without water. Right. I was. You uh, also can't survive. Right. <laughs> 
I heard I heard a thing that someone said like, oh, I, I, I was making fun of some people on BART. They they had three triplets, obviously triplets. They had triplets and they were ugly. The parents were ugly too. But then they had a fourth child that was a little bit younger. And I was like, you fucking assholes. You had triplets and they were ugly and you tried for another. You had three kids and you needed to have four. Get back to the hills of Berkeley. Get, get back to Orinda. That child is stealing my water in the future. That ugly child that you, you're the hubris of you. You three wasn't enough. And I'm sorry that they're ugly, but look at yourselves in the mirror. What is the American? I'm sorry. I mean, I guess it's the American dream. You can spend $100 on Estee Lauder and then maybe you'll feel better about yourself. But you're still these people on the bar. I was so upset. Like they had a fourth one. Why? And then I thought, well, kids just drink apple juice. But the apples come from the water. If they don't have the water, you can't make the apples. We're all going to die. It's It's ending. It is. We we are. Um, the world's not going to end. Mother Earth is going to be all right. right. Humans are done. Right. <laughs> well, actually, this will be this will be my time to shine because I've been to Burning Man a bunch of times. Like I am, I am of hardy stock. I'm not afraid of running or like having to survive. I can denature protein over heat. Like I don't I already don't have a smartphone. That's the whole thing. Is it once? The solar flare happens and all the electricity is gone. The first people that are going to die are um, everyone under 22 because they're like, I can't live without my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Their heads will explode. They're just dead. Just gone. Mass or in mass suicides will just start. Just to mass occur, yeah. suicides, yeah. <laughs> no one loves or appreciates me because they can't see me on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know how you many people like me. Can't take a picture of me right now. Look, I'm eating a chicken carcass. It's important. <laughs> I murdered this. I murdered this pigeon and I'm eating it and I can't show anybody, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. This is it. Exactly. Excuse me, listen to the AltaCast here. As I said, totally, completely biased news. Off the rails. Just thought, speak. Uh, we, we have all the records. We have every record, but we're getting close to that point again where we'll create new records. <laughs> Better records. Better records. Trump is speaking specifically about the stock market here, although this functions as a nice stock quote for, well, anything he's asked about as it pertains to either himself or his presidency. Best ever. Record breaking. (laughs) Oh, I thought he meant like records, like records of bad things he's done. Oh, (laughs) no. Like, yeah, we have the records of things of like, I thought they were talking about the stats of the people coming through the walls or whatever, but we'll be making better new records. Yeah. Because you're just creating everything and none of it's real. Right. Like, so it's a new title, basically. But we don't have... What are the records? That's the whole thing. Is are, Did you record anything? Is it a record? Is there... Are you re- breaking records? What records are you breaking? Are you saying anything specific about anything? Have you ever said anything of meaning? No. No, it's all just very general talk. <laughs> just very general talk. <laughs> when you look... And when you listen to politicians, in particular certain Democrats, they say it all comes through the port of entry. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> A small percentage of all heroin seized by Customs and Border Protection Agencies along the land border was between ports of entry, reads the Trump's administration's 2018 drug threat assessment. So it's not through ports of entry. It's between ports of entry. Uh, I don't understand. What's it's just a lie. It's all a lie. That's another one of his quotes. <clears throat> this is quote number eight. They say walls don't work. Walls work 100%. 
No one has ever penetrated a wall. That can't happen. It's a thousand feet high and made of sheer ice. Wait. Where are we? Dragons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but remember how in the Game of Thrones, the I, wall, they went over the thousand foot way all made of ice. If, if zombies can climb a thousand foot wall made of ice, I mean, here's the thing. I, I think that the Mexican drug trade actually will hype up because weed is, is legal now in, in California and it's so expensive that I wouldn't be surprised if we made a shift back to Mecky swag. If we were like, I just can't take it. I mean, how well, it is. All right. the, the weed, the, uh, the underground, the illegal weed market in California is going nuts right now. Yeah, because weed costs $60 an eighth at the store. Like, that's what I'm paying for it right now. Like, I'm a real person again. Now that weed was made illegal, my boyfriend's illegal grow up disappeared, obviously. And um, so does his job. He wears another job. It's fine. But uh, we used to be just flush. And now we're like, ah! put the brakes on spending Wow, I haven't paid 60 bucks an eighth for weed since college, and that was from 92 to 96. We'd be like, ooh, Greenbud from hum Humboldt. 60 bucks an eighth, man, it's crazy. And it's still Greenbud from Humboldt, but it's, we're paying, I guess, for the packaging and the, the jobs, which, the and jobs. you know what, and I get, I, I do, I love all the jobs in weed, and I'm totally up for it, and I think that um, I'm just a hippie, and I want my free weed. <laughs> yeah. I need to grow it. I mean, I'm still, obviously, that's why I make edibles, because it's, cheaper and I think more effective uh, take a look at Israel they're building another wall their wall is 99.9% .9 effective they tell me 99.9% .9 the border wall between Israel and Egypt is 150 miles long the US border with Mexico is 2,000 miles long apples please meet oranges <laughs> uh, I mean it's ridiculous that's the Comparison. thing is he's, he's, he's making his own fake news. And, and when he calls out the media and goes, this is fake news, you're not listening to me, this is fake news. It's like, well, you know, there's lies and there's statistics and you're not giving us either of them. Well, no, you're giving us the lies. But they're, I mean, at least give us some specifics. Like, throw out a statistic. Well, I guess that is a statistic. Look at Israel, they're building another wall. But then that's a terrible statistic. If it's 99.9% effective on 150 miles, if we did the math on that, that would mean that our wall would be less than 1% effective. <laughs> See, I'm not just funny, I can be smart too. <laughs> I, can do, I can do math, President, what can you do? He I don't does even, politics. He does politics. I don't even know if he's reading off a teleprompter. This, I don't, this might just be from his heart, his big empty heart. And a big majority of the big drugs, the big drug loads, don't go through ports of entry. Just to reiterate, Trump is wrong about this according to his own administration. I don't even understand the points of entry stuff. It, whatever. Um, they can't see women with tape on their mouths or three women whose hands are tied. Woo. Trump often leans on this notion of women who are being taken across the border as part of human trafficking rings. The problem? There doesn't appear to be any factual evidence for this disturbing image. He just He's just bringing up the concept of women with tape on their mouths or three women whose hands are tied being brought over. The, like He's talking about human trafficking, but if he was... There's no story that he's pulling that from. Right. It's just like... I mean, if you look at other speeches of presidential candidates or presidents or really politicians in general, when they do bring up images, it's of something that truly exists. Like, look at this person, an American hero who lost both his legs in Afghanistan, but still mentors children and learned how to ride horses or whatever. There's right. like a real story. Like, I just obviously made that up. But 
maybe. But this is it's and and that he's this is in his justification for taking the money from the stuff. Yay, Latoya's here. So you stay there. We're gonna put her on that microphone, and I might even move you over here because I want you to run the <laughs> run the. Andy's back Hello, from Moon Day Night School. Moon Day Night School. It's gonna. I'll get it. I got Moon Day. I just started my Moon Day, baby. Thank you so much. Um, that's no biggie. I have mine here. Um, I'm sitting in your chair for now. Here, wait. And Latoya, I asked you, and I don't know if you asked, if you said, uh, but you should be, you should be near the board because I want you to run the board. Okay. Um, oh, I, I made these. I, I made these. These are, I don't know if you like coconut. I do like coconut. Okay, good. They're, um, I, 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 I got the candy from the Seas Candy for the, for the Valentine's Days, and then I made pot food to look like Seas Candy. So those are my version of the coconut special, <laughs> which is, um, like a, it's. I like the way it's run. Thank you. I tried to make them look really professional. I'm pretty proud of them. Um, they're really strong. We so treats well. and and I was like, I was so. Or I'll put that microphone up. Um, oh yeah, this one. I, there works. we go. All of that. So that's there's four. Um, we were just going through. Uh, the Ow. the ridiculous things, the ridiculous actual quotes from Fridays. Um, Trump just <laughs> was it. He was. It was like he was begging permission. Or begging, he wasn't begging forgiveness. He was like, "This is what's happening." It's good. This is this is what we're doing. I took money from the military, which hey, I agree. Fuck the military. And then you go to the Supreme Court. Right. And then you go to like the, the Ninth Circuit, District the Nine quote? Court. And then it's just like shut the fuck we're, up. We'll get to that. This is these are actual quotes from his. I thought that maybe later we could um, hot dirty pee in the sheriff it because there's so many that are all here. Um, here's another one. This is the second time he mentions lies. It's all a big lie. It's a big con game. Trump is speaking specifically about the border here, but again, this statement is also a decent stand-in for his worldview. Everyone is lying to you and trying to screw you. Everybody but me. And he's lying and trying to screw everybody. I'm going to be signing a national emergency. And it's been signed many times before. It's been signed by other presidents. From 1977 or so, it gave the presidents the power. Or so. This is so ridiculous. He's such... He knows so little about politics, the political structure, what's happening, how our government runs, that he can't even mention the specific... The national emergency bill that was signed that gave presidents the ability to say, hey, we need money for this and this is important in 1970. We'll find out when it, it actually happened in 1976. That's under Jimmy Carter. True. The National Emergencies Act of 1976 did give presidents broad powers to declare national emergencies and 58 have been declared since the law went into place. We can look at those things like Hurricane Katrina. Uh, 9 Things like 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Things, real emergencies. Yeah. The, uh, they didn't do that during AIDS, though, did they? Or the no. crack epidemic. Right, that's or, the thing. Or, or guns. Heroin. Or heroin, heroin right yeah. now. Or Gut mass shootings. Or a police brutality. Oh, God, we got so many. Yeah. The greatest what, what's, hits. what's the common factor here? I, uh, I don't know. Build a wall. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, he's calling an emergency... It, Andy already said it. She said they're calling an emergency on racism. That's my common that's, factor. That's, We're calling exactly, a national yeah. emergency on racism. <laughs> it's, like, it. it's like a big fucking deal right now. Uh, but that's the thing that makes me crazy is that his quote is, I'm going to be signing a national emergency and it's been signed many times before. Does he mention when? No. Does he compare how his is as important to the ones in the past? It's been signed by other presidents from 1977 or so. It gave the presidents the power. 
Can't you actually say the National Emergencies Act of 1976 gave the presidential power to call a national emergency in times of crisis? Oh, am I more eloquent than the goddamn fucking president of the United States? What the fuck is he saying? Do people like him because he has the vocabulary of a second grader? I know kindergartners who have better vocabulary than him. Well, I have a little a darling child I was hanging out with the other day and he said, isn't this delightful? And he's four. Wow. And I looked, I said, oh my God, you're delightful. That's cute. Give that, make that kid the president. He has a better, there's really been a problem. They sign it, nobody cares. I guess they weren't very exciting, but nobody cares. <laughs> the issue here is not whether Trump can declare a national emergency at the border. He can, but whether it qualifies as an actual national emergency. If it doesn't, it set a huge precedent for the executive branch to seize power from the legislative branch. He could be like... I mean, for any reason. This corporation, it's like Amazon is having trouble. It's a national emergency. I'm taking money from, you know, like once once this pet project becomes a national emergency, what other presidential powers are we creating? Like, or are we, what are we, do you know what I mean? Like, um, we can, well, I think we actually just mentioned the majority of them. Um, like we mentioned, let's say, Look, we're going old school. We'll go 80s, AIDS, crack, um, then mass shootings. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, mass shootings. Mass shootings. Yeah. That's a pretty big one. It is. I mean, every day. Like, there was one this week. What was it? Was there one on, like, Monday or something? Yeah, in Aurora, which is a suburb outside of Chicago where I'm from. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's a national emergency. Yeah. Healthcare. Healthcare. That's, that's <laughs> actually another one. Fires, um, the fires, the fires, the California that's, that's fires. Actually, that's a per, that's another perfect example. Yeah. So like all these, but a fucking wall that's not. See gonna now, work. and and from my perspective, Man. we if we were better buddies with Mexico, we could we could use because obviously Americans hate labor. I mean, really, what it comes down to again <laughs> is racism. Is that uh, we don't want to do the labor, and and I was taught that labor is somehow not as good as smarty pants thinking work. And that's not fair because firefighters, that's manual labor. Couldn't we, if we were better buddies with Mexico, couldn't we be like, hey, Mexicans, come up and help us fight these fucking fires and give people money and benefits. Instead, we used prisoners. So we we paid prisoners like 30 cents a day or yeah. something to, to, to be. That's called indentured servitude, right. a.k.a. the new plantation. But we could like. I don't know. I just I think no, it all comes down no. to valuing labor. I think we I think Mexico has done enough for us, especially since we've insulted them a lot. But I would rather get the Canadians to come down and fight the forest fire. Well, everyone can fight the forest. I fires. know. I'm just making a little racist. <laughs> no, joke I, there. that's fine. I, I will. There. I <laughs> this mean, racism's killing well, me. Well, then I mean, if 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 everyone's so concerned about white stuff, like, <laughs> okay, here's the thing that we can look we can look at history and we can see like dividing people of different religions when they're from the same country or different anything doesn't work. You've got India and Pakistan in the Mm -hmm. 40s and like 2 million people dying when they said, all right, Muslims, here you go over here. Everybody else, you're over here. You couldn't get along. Sikhs and the Sikhs got nothing, you know what I mean? (laughs) But the Hindus, but they were like, all right, all right, this is now their land. This is now your land. Okay, go. And everyone had to migrate and switch and there was 
people getting killed and raped and children dying and things were nuts. Sounds like now with like the the Shiites and the and uh, what have you. So the, the same thing that you're talking about is but going on. But they're all the same. Modern they're day. all Indians. So it's like. Nope, we got to have something to fight about. We have to have something to fight about. So when we go on religious lines, it's like, when when are we going to figure it out? So in America right now, we're not really necessarily doing it on religious lines, although we do it on that too, but we really break it down by the melanin in your skin. Why? What is going on? Actually, um, false. Um, right now, the the Jews are making a comeback with being hated again. It's really? A little, it's in fashion again. So To hate then, the Jews? Yeah. I mean, don't you recall the synagogue getting bombed? in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, so that's making a comeback. So Jewish people, welcome back to being terrorized by white supremacy. And then we have the Muslims, that's another thing too, so. But do, yeah. you, do you think that there's some sort of line, this is just a question that just came to my mind, that um, white supremacy is feeling like they're failing because there's a there's a large people, there's a large amount of people that are standing up against their, their hate towards black people, so potentially they're like, well, if we can't fuck with them, let's fuck yeah. with the Jews. Well, I mean, I mean, I think I think it's also that like what's happening. Well, I think it's the fear of um, white straight male Christianity ending, and actually them becoming a minority. That's what the fear is. Like there, I mean, we know scientists say that by what is it, 2030, 2040, that they're going to be majority the minority, and that's but that is less than 20, almost 20 years away. Um, if it's twenty, if it's twenty forty, and so that fear, and people know that, and so white men are afraid, are are pressuring white women to have babies. That's what the whole abortion thing is about. Because right, like, from we the eighteen seventies, yeah, who's yeah, the immigration like, issues? You got to hurry up and have babies. these kids. But it's just like maybe, maybe the white lady don't want a kid. Especially what? by, I mean, maybe not by you either. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just confused because I don't have that preservation of self thing. Like, I don't give a fuck. I ain't having any kids. I don't. Have I don't. It I don't. I'm not. I don't understand why it's like I have to make so much and I have to have all these children and <laughs> I have to give it to my children and I have to be important forever, forever. Everyone has to remember me forever and my legacy will live on and people will know me. I'm Rockefeller. Like Rockefeller's fucking dead. I guess. <laughs> right? Is he not dead? Yeah. Is it not? I mean, but, but there's offspring. But the offspring. So what? Then they become entitled because they're like, well, he made so much money. Like keeping the lineage, just, lineage pure. I don't get it. I just don't understand why. I really hope that an alien race comes down and then we all go, wow, we need to band together. We're fucked. And what we really need are is real labor because when we have to move into space or when the aliens come to enslave us, the only thing they want us for is like our bodies and our wombs and our 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 Indian and our big muscles. Our and if if people can't porn. hack it, they're going to be vaporized. I think the robots are coming. Oh, slash, yeah. they're already here. Yeah, the robots slash, are they're in here. your pocket. Yeah. Like, the robot race is closer to invading than the alien race. I totally agree with you. So, like, you guys, that Joanna is... Bateman just joined the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's Moon Day Night School. We have Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, in oh, the house. Andy's here. School. We're all hanging out on the AltaCast. Ladies, and, and, ladies' day. And you're right, because ladies we talked day. about it last week. Automation, there's supposed to be 70 to 80% of all of our jobs. And I said last week, no way. They won't take my job. I make birth. 
burgers. I love it. They're going to need, you're always going to need a chef to like understand the food and do whatever. But in the Soma coming up in June, there's a new place where it's $6 burgers and it's mm. all a machine. You walk in, you put your money in the machine. It's like a it machine. grinds. It takes the meat out of the refrigerator. It puts it in a grinder. It grinds it right there. You press a little button, salt and how much you want and what you want in it. And it, and it comes out the other end. Six dollars. It's a vending machine mm-hmm. for hamburgers, but a and, fresh vending machine. I mean, and the thing is, like when we were reading about that stuff last week, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you have. I mean, I believe it's in Japan where a lot of men have been having relationships with robot mm-hmm. women. There's a whole. There's it's, yeah. a, it's a problem in in uh, Japan right now. There's over a million men uh, between the ages of like 18 and 30 who haven't left their house in over a year. Like they just haven't gone outside for any reason whatsoever. Everything's delivered to them. Everything's VR goggles. Everything's works from home. All of it. Little robot sex dolls. Yeah. The whole deal. That's yeah. that's pretty. And then, I mean, when they go outside, what's going to happen? It's going to, what, what, oh my God, I don't know how to interact with these things that move without being plugged in and well I think it'd be know, even more basic than that like one of my cats I had had never been outside and then we tried to acclimate him to outside and every time we'd bring him outside he'd flatten down to the ground like as flat as he could get he'd put his little kitty arms and legs all the way out to the side and he'd get as close to the ground as he could and he'd be like because he didn't understand the concept of sky because something was always overhead and so like the vastness of space above his kitty kitty head was too much for him to conceptualize. It's gonna make his little kitty head explode. I think I think what we're learning is that maybe white supremacy should go toward the robots. Could you they're imagine the robot clansmen? Robot clansmen! Oh my god, that's like an adult swim show. Yeah. Oh my Elon goodness. Musk said on an interview that recently that his foretelling of the future is that in the same way that uh, like some species of primates are kind of dwindling in size and they kind of live in a certain area in a remote part of the jungle, that will be the human race one day. Like the human race will be the ones in a remote part of the world and then the rest of the world will be just kind of operated by the robots. Whoa. I can see that part too. But I, I mean, no, I mean, seriously, because now, I mean, so we I'm, have to be friends with the robots. Yeah. Be nice our, to our, robots. Are our friends electric? Um, and but, the first robots are sex robots, so we're not nice to sex workers, and then we're not nice to sex robots, and sex robots are going to lead, lead the revolution because they're going to be like, I have been mistreated. I, I am, have been downtrodden. I am very nice to my sex robot. I make sure it's plugged in all the time and washed. Mm. I'm very nice. Lady take care of our sex robots i don't know about you guys <laughs> I, i'm i'm worried about the sex robot revolution i gotta be honest uh back to back i don't know how we got there from trump but it's okay here we go He's, this is great. nobody's oh it's very good emergency that obama signed and we're going to use parts of it in our dealings on cartels solid emergency quality emergency some say one of the best emergencies <laughs> Also, here's Obama's 2011 National Emergency Declaration on Cartels. So this is a little different. We'll look at the difference of uh, this is Executive Order 13581, blocking property of transactional criminal organizations. By the authority vested in me in the Constitution laws of the United States of America, including the International Emergency Economic Powers, the National Emergencies Act, 
and Section 301 of Title III, I, Barack Obama, President of the United States of America, find the activities of significant transnational criminal organizations, such as those listed in an annex to this order, have reached such scope and gravity that they threaten the stability of international political and economic systems. Such organizations are becoming increasingly sophisticated and dangerous to the United States. They are increasingly entrenched in the operations of foreign governments and the international financial system, thereby weakening democratic institutions, degrading the rule of law, and undermining economic markets. These organizations facilitate and aggravate violent civil conflicts and increasingly facilitate the activities of other dangerous persons. I therefore determine that a significant transnational criminal organization constitute an unusual and extraordinary threat to national security, foreign policy, and the economy of the United States, and hereby declare a national emergency to deal with said threat. All right. See, he made himself sound all smart and shit. But that was where I was 2011. That's when that's when um, that's when all of the uh, people were getting killed in Mexico. They were beheading people, and they were like, oh, "All these people dying." And Americans were over in Tijuana getting in trouble. I mean, I I used to run drugs across the border. Don't worry, it's been over seven years, so I can't get in trouble for it. <laughs> so that was around this time, actually. Uh, I left there and yeah. I left there in 20. 20- 2007. Oh. So I did most of my Valium and Ritalin drug running, I'd say, from 2004 to 2007. Oh, yeah, you, you're yeah. 12 I, years I, My statute of limitations yeah. is far you're gone. <laughs> but, um, and I was only, I mean, and I was running pharmaceuticals, actually. I'd, I'd go down, um, hey, drug smugglers, pants with no pockets, be white. It's um, <laughs> pants with no pockets, two pairs of underwear. And whenever I'd cross the border back in Tijuana, back to San Diego, where I lived, they, at like 11.30 in the morning, I'd, I'd go down there, I'd go to my drug dealer, or my, it was a pharmacy, I'd get my drugs, I'd put them in my underwear, I'd go get some tacos, have a beer, go back across the border, and they'd be like between 11 and 1 o'clock, and they'd say, what, are you, what were you doing in Mexico? I said, pricing tiles for my bathroom. Nice. And I've never, and no bags, if I had a bag, it was something I just bought, run it through the scanner. Damn. Yeah, maybe buy a, a bottle of some Kahlua or some shit. Some churros, but uh, and I'd I'd come home with like you know four hundred Valium, and that at the time that was uh, everyone was you know on cocaine, and so they needed Valium to calm their shit down. So I used I I just I used and I used to sell I used to get them for a dollar a pill and I'd sell them for like two bucks a pill because I'm a socialist. (laughs) It like barely covered my travel expenses. It was mostly like I was just the girl with the good drugs. So you caused the so, national emergency of 2011. But it wasn't cartels. I know, I know, My point is that it was, I was just going to a pharmacist. And uh, I met the pharmacist because um, it was a fluke. And he said, I don't trust you, American. And I said, I don't trust you, Mexican. And we shook on it. And he was my pharmacist for like six years. It was great. He was great. Anyway. Side, 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 side sidebar, note. sidebar. But I love Mexico. I don't want to build a wall. I want to be able to have free trade, free walking. Chill out, everybody. Let them come over here. Let's go over there. Like, come on. I just, you know, out of the, all this wall Mexico talk, no one seems to talk about Canada. Yeah. I mean, we the, have. They, they actually started been talking about Canada recently. I take that back. But. No, I mean they don't want our actually, kind. Well, 
Well, Canada has free healthcare, so they're keeping us out. But I know that my friends that used to live in Detroit would smuggle pills back and forth from Toronto, huh. and it was actually for I was going to say for a good cause, but um, for her mom because her mom was ill and the uh, the drugs were obviously more expensive here. Sure. So they would do that for a couple years and what have you. And of course, they probably would play with some of the drugs too. But like that's something that's very commonplace. Sure. And especially like I know I know on the Michigan side that's like the norm and I've heard people some people like um I know some people out of Idaho um that would do it on you know on the regular basis. But here's the thing about the whole wall. There is evidence that people who smuggle drugs into this country do not cross the border. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the people who are coming in to the country who are supposedly I hate saying illegal but who are not Americans they don't walk across the border and stay right they wait till their visas and I mean I just all this wall stuff it, it's just it's mm. so stupid I mean that money can go to so many things like education because those are the stupid mofos that need to read a book right about why okay first of all wait 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 I want to go back to Michigan for a second what's the only place in the United States where you can go from the United States to Canada and you have to go south you have to go south to get into Canada Alaska no well, I guess there's two places. Yeah. It's Detroit. Detroit. In Detroit, you actually have to go south to get into Canada. It's a weird yeah, little factoid. De- Detroit's like right here by the hand and stuff. And then yeah. you go, so you go yeah. south to go yeah. into Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Canadians don't want us because they don't like our, we're felons to them. A lot of us are felons to them. I can yeah. never go to Canada because I had a DUI in 2007 and that to them is a felon felony, even though it's a misdemeanor in our state, in our country. I can't go to, if I want to go to Canada, I have to have this, I have to write a letter weeks ahead of time. I have to like send it to their consulate and be like, hey, I got a DUI in 2007. Can I please, please, please come into your country? And they can say no. Yeah. Even for vacation. Because I think we're troublemakers and I think we're right. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> so I'm like are Americans the Mexicans of Canada? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I want to say that because <laughs> I would love that how the tables would turn to see how, you know, so, you know, patriotic we are, how we treat our people south of the border. I think sometimes we need to be, well, I don't need to be treated that way. I get treated that way here in my own country. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, sometimes I feel those people who are so pro warm will have you. Sometimes you need a taste of your own medicine. How do you, how does it feel for you to be denied when you want to go to Canada and go moose hunting? <laughs> right, go moose hunting. Get, get some good ass, like, Le Black blue beer. Yeah. Uh, it's I, never going to be a reality, though, because the people that are pro the wall can go wherever they want, whenever they want. Yeah. And they do. I don't know. The people who are pro the wall don't have enough money to travel, do they? Like, it seems like a. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, if you live shade. in, like, these Bible Belt, Midwest, no. our Southern They're right staunch. Here. They're right here. The racists are here too. <laughs> racists are here too. Girl, I was walking home. I was walking home, and I crossed uh, the street to Dolores Park, and there was a "Make America Great Again" red hat wearing dude having a handful of flyers in his hand. And as I walked across the street, I looked at him in the eye, and I said, "Like, is this candid camera? Like, is this a joke? Like, where are the cameras?" And he screamed at me, "Think for yourself." Oh God! And then I paused. And we continued to have a 20-minute conversation where I was like, 
okay, what are you passing out? And the first thing he showed me on his pieces of paper was the lyrics to Kanye West's new song. Oh, God. Oh, God. And then he showed me pie charts where Barack Obama did things and Hillary Clinton did things that are worse than what Trump is doing. And I said, hold the phone. Where are you from? How old are you? Did you graduate high school? (laughs) And I came to find out that, like, he was basically my age questionable if he went to college and he was from Texas and he was living with his sister for like his 16, 17, 18 years old and then came out to San Francisco and now is working in the tech field but he was super conspiratorial and I I said to him I said don't you realize that by wearing that red hat you are aligning yourself with extremely racist and ignorant ideologies just at the base level even if these conspiracy theories are all about how the big tech is hiding the truth from everybody and how we're all not being shown the truth because big tech controls our phones and our phones control our information like that's one conspiracy but your your hat means you're a racist you realize that right right? Right. it's the modern day clan hood yeah and he was like no it's not you know the etymology of the the so they're here too young kid yeah a lot of them are like starting to creep up and especially in the tech industry too Mm -hmm. i mean because i mean because they're entitled. They're well. Well, the, they're entitled uh, to the America of the past. There's that, but we also have a. Um we have an issue in the tech industry of not enough diversity. Mm. So, I mean, a lot of these tech companies just have white straight males. So they align with each other. And like, there's the guy from Google, I believe last year that had those, uh, racist, sexist, uh, ideology that came out. He, he posted it on something and he got fired or something. It took him a while to get fired. I forgot the guy's name. This happened that he, um, worked for Google and so he got ounced or ounced, uh, uh, off, ounced off out of toxic masculinity. I, I hate the term, but I understand well, it. Uh, well, th- I mean, it was everything. It was misogyny, racism. You put that all in a blender, and you know, that's what this guy believed. And I, I'm starting to see that because, to me, coming from a Midwest town and then growing up in a Midwest city, I see the racism here, and it's 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 not as blatant. But I'm wise and educated enough I'm like oh I know what that was I'm like okay I got you and especially working wow. in the bar industry where I observe in the way especially in the field that I'm in because I deal with beer there aren't too many women in that industry mm-hmm. and there's definitely ain't too many women of color in that industry as well yeah so I get the side eye all the time and I get the questions well, of like is she smart enough to know what she's talking about? Oof, that's, you know, and I'm like, I'm reading all this and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not too sensitive to be like, I think they're being, re- no, I'm like, I think I, I, I think I know what this is. I've been around the block a couple of times and been choked up. That might be more sexism though than racism in that, <laughs> that women, but, but with women, well, maybe it's a combination of the both, it's but a, the, it's, I got a combo pack. But the, yeah, that's the sexism <laughs> thing. I, I understand because it, it's that you they're, can identify with that. Well, not that I might. I just it's objectifying women, it, and it's coming from the highest seat. Like when you look at our POTUS now, and you look at when you look at forty five, and you see that he belittles women because of the way and, and reduces them to their looks. Oftentimes, when they challenge him, uh, that's just objectification, and and that's that is dehumanization. And so from the top of our government right now all the way down women 
aren't valued as people. We're we're objectified. We're things. Neither we're collections. I, and I see it when guys are quote unquote dating. There's this new terrible thing on Netflix that I watched for a second. And <laughs> it was going on dates. And I was going on dates with guys in New York or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, you're like the tiniest bit attractive. You like work out for an hour a day. And you think you are the fucking shit. You think when you walk down the street that girls should be falling on their your knees and sucking your dick. And I can't believe. And they think they're so fucking great. And I'm like. Wow! How old are these people? In their late twenties, early thirties. See, they just need to get smashed by life in a few years, and then hopefully humble up. Yeah, I like that. Smash by humble up. Humble up. I do appreciate the fact that having a twenty-minute conversation with someone that does not have the same ideology and thought, rather than be in our own protected bubbles, which we need to burst anyway, um, is healthy. It was. I was able to look him in the eyes and ask him a couple personal questions, like, "What was your high school like? Yeah. What was your? How did you? How were you raised?" And when I started asking him those questions, I started to see this kind of very young, like, shaking human behind those eyeballs who was clinging to conspiracy theory hatred Mm -hmm. to give him manhood to give him strength of some kind and he even said to me he was like i love you you're so open but i was i i and i took home his pieces of paper because i was like i want to read what this guy you know made but the universe had a different story in mind for those papers because I was carrying a, a can of tuna that I had already opened and it okay. spilled on the papers. So the universe was like, no, this is no, trash. You, you need to throw it's this It's fishy away. trash. Fishy <laughs> shit. Literally fishy. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. That is, that's perfect. That yeah. is the universe being like, um, no, this shit's fishy what? as fuck. You did your part. Was it on a weekend? <laughs> when was this? This was on a weekday. Dolores Park. It was Tell right that little before... bitch to go get a job. Say, like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> it here? Was telling night. Oh, it, was it was at night. It was at night. It was in the evening time. Yeah. He's so passionate that he took his little flyers out to Dolores Park. He had a stack about two inches thick wow. of, of papers, pie charts, Kanye West's presidential. He should really start stand-up comedy. He could get a bigger audience. Yeah, <laughs> I know. What is the Kanye... But that, they're here. They are here. They are here. And especially like working in the marina, oh, they're definitely down there. But oh. we need we need we need people with all you know hatred, utopia ideologies. You know, we're, society is made up with people like this. But playing to the wall is playing to like the lowest common denominator yeah. of mm. human. It's just it's such a it's stupid. Who's going to build the wall when the labor's all Mexican? When white people are <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's just like, it's basic common sense, critical thinking, which has been out of date for a while, um, where it's just like, okay, so you're building a wall. But do you know people can build tunnels and stuff like that? Right. I like trebuchets, there's the, but, the, trebuch- the trebuchet yeah, thing was and, very funny. And the fact <laughs> of the matter, there is already a slight kind of like border wall already that I believe George W. started. Yeah, there's there's in 2005. To, yeah, so there is already that concept. But I think but, that a lot of people have taken it down and made it into housing. <laughs> I think I think if I You're think if stupid. they want to build a wall, what they should build is just a row of houses. How about a adobo? Yeah, uh, some, just, <laughs> just, 
if you put if you put a bunch if you put a bunch of Americans with houses, they'll protect it with fucking guns. Trailer park. Give give people a bunch of. Here, we'll keep going on these quotes. Nobody's done the job that we've ever done. I mean, nobody's done the job that we've done on the border. Isn't this an argument against the necessity of the wall? If Trump's doing such an amazing job at the border, one might think a wall was unnecessary. We've done a fantastic job, but we haven't been given the equipment. We haven't been given the walls. <laughs> Again, the contradiction here is startling. On one hand, Trump wants to make it clear he is doing a better job than any other president ever on immigration and everything else. And on the other hand, he wants to make excuses for why he hasn't been able to get it all done. But he just said he did better than any other president. There's a lot of contradictions in his speech. <laughs> I was a little new to the job, a little new to the profession, and we had a little disappointment for the first year and a half. <laughs> People that should have stepped up did not step up. They didn't step up and they should have. Okay, I'm reminding you guys, this is the president of the United States giving a speech. This isn't like this, is so this isn't like your retarded grandfather with dementia who's like, I didn't you get the tuna fish out of the See, cupboard? This is what is. The, this is yeah. He is the retarded grandpa he, with yeah. dementia of America. This is the new definition of what retarded is. I was Don't, a little new to That is totally the definition of what retard is. A little it's new to the, the profession. The profession of president of the United States. I was a little new to the job of president of the United States. I was a little new to the profession, politics <laughs> In general, we had a little disappointment. But people, but it's not my fault. People stepped up that did not step up. They didn't step up. They should have. I love that quote. Oh they God. didn't step up. Who, who, are, who does he want to step up? Who is he talking about? I don't. The people he's fired? The people he the people fired. That, yeah. 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 The, the people that tried to give him, I don't know. They gave him the little dis- disappointment. Yeah. Little disappointment. Yeah. I mean, little Jeff Sessions, is that who he's talking about? I mean, because he didn't recuse himself. He had a whole two years of a whole Republican House and yeah, Senate. Yeah, exactly. You had a whole, but you're too busy passing that tax cut in which a lot of his followers, his cult followers, are pissed off about because they're like, my taxes got, I got to pay like $2,000 now. Here's the crazy taxes. thing. This is this is one specific thing oh. that we know from old dumbface who calls in Steve Poggi, who moved to, he's a great comedian for 15 years and he's incredible headliner and wonderful but he decided to leave it all behind and become an iron worker in St. Louis where I'm from so this year on his taxes he can't tax deduct any of his iron worker costumes what are they called work outfits Uniform. uniforms like you have to have special <laughs> pants because it's cold too. and you have all these tools all of his outfits vests tools all of that stuff all of those work expenses used to be tax deductible this year nope not why? Because he because I, of Trump. He did because he took Trump it out. did a thing. He took the he, to give bill. the rich people more money. He took money from the poor people directly. My buddy is working as an apprentice as an iron worker. He is thirty feet in the air on slippery pieces of metal, and he makes like thirty bucks an hour, if that. That's a dangerous job. He deserves to be paid. He deserves to have... It's a hard job. You, ha- you have to carry 150 pounds around constantly all day. It's with not like, like he's a wearing crumb. those outfits out to right. the bars. Right. It's only for work. Right. And the yeah. same thing with the tools, but it's no longer a tax write-off. So it changes things. I think even in California, if you used to... So I used to work for Ethan Allen and I used to write up... I had to dress up all nice because they wanted me to pretend I had all this money or whatever because it, it's easier to sell furniture if you look rich, I guess. And so all the clothes I bought for work, because I would never wear that shit. I don't dress like that. And the makeup, all the makeup I wore, all the stuff I bought, I wrote it off on my taxes because I was like, this is a business expense. In order to have this job, a lot of people in the... Um, the service industry have to buy certain clothes. They have to wear black and white and certain things. That is no longer tax deductible. 
I had no idea. I haven't done my taxes yet. I haven't done my tax. I'm afraid to. <laughs> but I've just been reading about some of the horror stories and a lot of his um, followers. I'm not going to call them supporters because it's a cult. Um, but they're pissed off because of like, you said this tax bill that he signed last year, you know, we were going to get money back, but now we end up uh, owing more. Yeah. Like, you have lifelong Republicans who are pissed off because they have never had to pay this much in their taxes before. Yeah. And now some of them are getting a rake-up call. Talk to my ex-husband. I mean, <laughs> He's all pissed off about the new taxes. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's just like, duh, I mean... I can't believe people bought into the okie doke, but it's sad that we told y'all he started with that racist, sexist shit, and then he was going to get y'all too by the pocketbook because he's a con man. I was a little new to the job, a little new to the profession. But you want to build me, a wall. Trust me, I know what to do. You can vote for me. I know. I know your last president studied constitutional law. I know that Hillary... You know, she was the Secretary of State, and she did a ton of foreign affairs shit, and she was married to a president, and she's been a lawyer. We know, we know it. And know. I gave her money. I gave her money. Wait, wait till we yeah. get into the stuff about the courts. Like, he has no faith in the courts either. Uh, one thing to remember about Trump, it's never his fault. He's always the undeserving victim of other people's malice. Uh, we are right now in construction with a wall in some of the most important areas. And we have renovated a tremendous amount of wall, making it just as new. This is simply not accurate. He's just lying. There's, we can look at the simply not accurate, what's really happening. But he said, we are right now in construction with a wall in some of the most important areas. And we have renovated a tremendous amount of wall, making it just as new. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. He's lying. I guess that's a, like a kind of an ode to like W, because like I said, he's the one that kind of started building the wall right, back in the mid 2000s. Yeah. This is a very funny oh. one. This is a court one. We will have a national emergency, and then we will be sued, and they will sue us in the Ninth Circuit, even though it shouldn't be there, and we will possibly get a bad ruling, and then we'll get another bad ruling, and then we'll end up in the Supreme Court, and hopefully we'll get a fair shake, and we'll win in the Supreme Court. Yeah, with Brett fucking Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. Right, yes. right. sucking your dick. <laughs> this sentence is 65 words long. <laughs> <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> I just like beer. Er, er, it like says beer. Ernest Hemingway would not be <laughs> pleased with that. Er, Ernest Hemingway would be pleased with that um, beer and sexual assault. But he basically said, he basically said in a 65-word sentence run-on that the Ninth Circuit Court shouldn't be there he said and they will sue us in the ninth circuit even though it shouldn't be there are you saying that the le the way that the country has been set up legislatively that the judicial legislative and and the what's the presidential branch executive. called the, the executive, executive branch. branch are you saying that the three branch system and the way it's been created and worked for well, not that long but a couple hundred years are you saying that's all shit are you saying that the ninth yes the ninth circuit court of appeals shouldn't be there I'm saying, um, I think he's, what he's saying is like, he's a dictator. Yeah, exactly. That's it's not working for him bullshit. anymore. Yeah, it's, exactly. It is going to go. impede his goals. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this is a threat and doesn't work for me. And you shouldn't think it works for me either. And I don't want it to even exist anymore because then I can make dictations. Exactly. Yeah, he's already, he's putting it out there that like this court shouldn't be there so that when it comes after him, he's like, 
his base is like, well, they shouldn't even be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they have no idea what it is or why, but they're like, but he said. He said it. And now look, he was I, right. I can't think for myself. It, Free thinkers. Is that why his language is so simplistic is that he's just pandering to the lowest common denominator. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And he, he has to use words they understand. Yeah, but he's not, I mean, he's smart in his own way when it comes, he's media savvy. I'll give him that. But he is dumb as fuck. When it comes to, I mean, these run-on sentences, he would totally have to get an F in my class. It would possibly get a bad relief. I am prepared. I'm always prepared. That's another quote of his. Oh, he's just like the most annoying kid at your school. Mm. Like, who keeps passing and you don't know why. (laughs) And you realize that their, like, grandfather's name is on the school. school. (laughs) They have to keep passing Donald, but he's an idiot. God well, damn it. and it's and it's it's the thing that America is sort of we've changed our motto to the fake it till you make it, which I I hate that. I believe in meritocracies. I believe that hard work, and discipline, and and years of work should be that's what should be championed, not mediocrity or accidental success. Or you know, stupidity. like if, right or stupidity or, or outright stupidity or laziness or it. Mommy, mommy, I did my best effort. Why won't teacher... I mean, I used to teach in high school, right? And I had parents come to me after I'd give them... There were two kinds of parents. The kinds where I'd give their kid a B plus and they'd come in and be like, why isn't it an A? And then the rest of them that are like, fucking take my kid away for seven hours a day. Never bother me. Don't talk to me. And if they... Even if they spit in your face... These kids were throwing spitballs. They were like, why are you bothering us with this? <laughs> like... Your child is 17 years old and he's throwing spitballs. This is a problem. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to teach Siddhartha and your child is, has spitballs. Like, I, 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 okay. But well, it's because the parents are like, everything Johnny does is perfect. Yeah, it's like it, it's a popularity contest more than it is a scholarly mm-hmm. competition. I mean, Al Gore was very, very, very intelligent mm-hmm. and he lost to... Bush. That was actually who, stolen. Who I actually think is smarter than this president. Oh, I yeah. think that George W. Bush, this is, and for the first time in my life, and I used to make fun of him, I wore black for a month when he was elected the second term. I wore black for a whole month. They had to tell me at work, they had to say, you can't do that anymore. You're offending the Republicans. Like they made me. <laughs> at Ethan Allen? At Ethan Allen. Oh my yeah. God. That is... they were, I wore black because I used to be a stage manager, so I had a ton of black clothes. I wore black for a month every day to work. I was like, I'm in mourning for our country. And people were like, it's not funny, Pam. And I'm like, I know, it's not. This is a a political statement. But now I'm like, oh, I miss him. Which is saying a lot. Which is saying a huge amount. Like, yeah, I think he... Well, he didn't orchestrate 9-11. He just was the guy who was like, I don't know what happened. No, but I think the people Dick, behind him were Dick, Dick Cheney was the puppet master. Yeah, and there was guy. there was a time last year when I did say, I miss George W. And then I started thinking, Katrina! I started having flashbacks. Well, and so I'm just like, Ugh. But I will say this. Um, George W. was an idiot. But... <laughs> This is a whole nother ball game. This to, is a narcissist. Like this is this is someone who actually wants to become a dictator and that actually has a cult following. Right. Because he he even admitted when he was on the campaign trail, I can shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and still you will vote for me. He and I was like, Yeah. He I'm got like, his people to beat up a supporter at a rally and nobody blinked. Many he times. He said, Yeah, beat that guy. I mean, that is outrageously that is outrageous 
Yeah. It's it's like um he's the Jim Jones and everyone's waiting to drink, drink the Kool Aid. Who would you rather have a beer with, George W. Bush or George Trump? W. Andy? Uh, George W. Paints, so I like him for that. Yeah. So you'd rather have a beer with George W. <laughs> I think we could talk about something. Yeah. Trump, I would just be like, I'm praying for you. <laughs> I would have to beat the shit out of him. Or push him down the stairs oh, because yeah. Trump is afraid of stairs. Oh, that's great because he's too fat. He can't see his feet. Yeah, he is fat. He's Trump fat. doesn't drink alcohol. He doesn't. Oh. I think I'd have a drink with Trump. He I would. would. I would because I would Pick want to. I'm more. I'd be like looking for the off switch, like I, you know, Manchurian candidate style. Like, Ooh, where's the yes. plug right. for this dude? Or you just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be like. I do it. I I would try my hardest to like he is get a gullible into person. that. Yeah, like in a manipulative way. Because he wants to be liked. He wants to be loved so much. And the fact and I would just be like, <laughs> and he wouldn't even know it. No, <laughs> he wouldn't even know that you're picking his brain. He try, probably tried to grab my pussy. He probably yeah. would. Oh, yeah, that's I what mean, I was you're... thinking. Maybe you could get him to like go back to a room and just and they could just. <gasps> P tape number two, bitches. Yeah, I'm gonna go GoPro that shit. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, this it's just a barrette. (laughs) But you look at it if you want to. I need some more water. The the one thing that I (laughs) I know. Oh my god. The one thing I like more about George W. than I do about the 45 is that. George W. Bush actually is a real Christian. Like, he really believes that God speaks to him. He really believes that his wife helped save his life because of alcoholism. He truly believes in a higher power, which makes me respect him a billion times more because 45 only believes in 45. And therefore, he can't think about the nation as a whole. He can only think about serving his own interests. And that the rest of us can't see that is really scary, I think, that we're letting this all happen I, it feels that way it really does feel like we're letting it happen though i don't do? think we are i think the fact of the matter is my whole thing is this i've said this many many times i would like to go french revolution style and just start all over again and just like burn shit down but i'm sure the fbi is probably listening to this show so <laughs> i shouldn't mention those things but i mean don't the, the, burn anything. Repurpose the buildings. No burn shit. We, sh- we gotta uh, take. We gotta take a building and repurpose it, and let people be housed, and show them that if you, if you do give people the ability to take care of themselves and each other, that we can do it. Like we just need. Well, the problem I think what's controlling us. It's it's not just the politicians. I think the fact that there's the money and politics thing. And they're the the corporations and the money and politics are the ones that are controlling um, our policies mm-hmm. as well as the people that we do put in office. And this goes within both parties as well. Which is why we have sixty dollar eighths of weed right now. <laughs> okay, here's this is this is a good one. This one's about the generals. I was speaking to a couple of them. They think this is far more important than what they were going to use it for. The money. The money for the wall. So basically, what he did is he took. 
money from the military budget and he put it he's putting it toward the wall and he's saying i am the president education right but he's see but he's saying so what the whole deal was we made a deal and and they gave him like 1.6 billion for his wall or something he's like that's not enough so he took like 3.9 billion from this military fund and that's why they had i guess withdraw troops from syria so this quote is what makes it more lies in that i was speaking to a couple of them they think this is far more important than what they were going to use it for trump claims here that he spoke to a number of generals who told him that they were fine with using the money allocated by Congress for the military to build the wall because the wall is more important than anything they could do with that money. Trump never names these generals who loved the idea of building a wall using military funds. Maybe they exist. Also, maybe they don't exist. I mean, who knows who these people are? You know, I'm, I'm at least glad he took money out of the military fund because that's what, the military fund has way too much money anyway. I mean, the fact of the matter that they've taken money out of like HUD and um, a lot of the other programs such as like SNAP and stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we know education. Right. Um, and they've it's all went to the military but you're wasting it again on something that's not going to work the wall and by the way to those trump's cult followers that um are pissed off about your taxes that money that two grand or five g's that you probably have to pay to the government that's going to the wall it's that's, so scary. That's not going anywhere but to that stupid and fucking wall that you were chanting about. There's a huge pothole down the street and that'll never get fixed. You know, <laughs> I'm a big deficit believer in all of that. And all of that. Oh my God. <laughs> is this an Ariana Grande song? This is, this is these this are lyric. real quotes. These are You're real right. quotes from last Friday. And soulmate and all that. And all that. <laughs> <laughs> well it's and all of that uh number 24 go ahead abc not nbc i like abc a little bit more not much come on abc not much pretty close oh my god he does this it. is this is a president i just want to remind people who are listening to the altacast that i'm not making this up this is from the presidential transcript of the quote of the quotes from the presidential speech a press conference last friday when he said that he's taking military months and allocating them <laughs> to the wall because it's an emergency and you can't argue either that any of this is taken out of context because regardless <laughs> of whether or not it was taken out of context which it wasn't no. it's still ridiculous it's totally <laughs> You can see him do it too. Go ahead, ABC, not NBC. I like ABC a little bit more. Not much. Come on, ABC, not much. Pretty close. Oh my gosh. What? This, this, his delusion and need to get this wall built goes back to what you were saying about uh, people wanting to procreate and make babies. It's like he wants his legacy. He wants a wall with a T in gold on Yo, it. Totally. He wants to be remembered yeah. for that wall. Yeah. But what will happen is even if that wall does get built, the revolution of robots will come <laughs> and they are going to tear down that, that wall. wall. Well, here's the thing though, is that if the robots are going to be built, we have to really work with our solar resources because we still have the problem with the solar flare and electricity. Right now, as it stands, robots still work off electricity. And just like our cell phones, when the power grid goes down, all of the millennials and younger, you guys are millennials and you're okay. All of the, I don't know, the Generation Zs, all of the tiny little snowflakes will melt. Their heads Ooh. will explode because they won't have their phone anymore. And then... 
I lost my phone for like a week and it was the best week of my life. Hey, I remember you saying that. Like you felt like free. I felt completely free. We should and do. Then you got it back. Remember the ice bucket <laughs> challenge? There should be a thing like the no, no phone. cell phone challenge. And then there, there's got to be a way to like promote this idea of like how much. I mean, here, let's put it this way. This could be actually good for the nation and quite healthy. How much time do you... I don't have a smartphone, so I can't I, answer the question. How I many hours a day? Shame to say I got a notification last night. I got. I spent four hours on my phone yesterday. Four <laughs> hours on your phone. Okay, four, so, four hours and 23 minutes. So four hours, Latoya. Oh, God. I spend... I want to say about... Probably around like four or five. Four yeah, or five. About the same okay. time. Yeah. Um, it's tough to know. I would probably say four, five... So at, let's say let's say we'll say average here four, and I think it's a low estimate for people. What could could you be doing with that time? Like I would say, what commit? Hey, you cell phone user, put your phone down for a week and for four hours, maybe go like I'm gonna do yoga for an hour. I, I never that. have time to go to ballet class. I never have time to go on a run. Okay, now you do. You're not on your phone. Go on a run. How about uh, two two activities? Maybe like running. Or and reading a book, or how about writing a book, or how about writing a poem a day, or learning how to knit, or gardening, gardening, or, or just observing yourself as a human. Yeah. Meditation, like, you know, meditation. Like walk on the bus, walking, like listening to other people's sure. conversations, yeah. like you know, not being right, right. connected. But if you specifically took that time away, like what would that? What kind of amazing things could you accomplish or do? I just, I don't know. I just, I would want to challenge people I definitely, to put your phone down for a week. I definitely noticed, like, because I did get some new books um, for the holiday. And I was I started reading one, and one was great. And I'm, like, 80 pages in out of, like, 200. And then I just stopped. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because this device, I, I got caught up in reading stuff on my phone it's and then the notifications of things and like what i'm obsessed with politics and the news so i got to read about that rather than something that i was actually reading about some historical stuff that had something to do with the civil rights movement (laughs) and so which now i'm like that that question that you asked i'm like that means i got to pick up my book again and start reading because i just totally i just totally like oh shit the, the world is on fire still let me go check this out yeah. But I do, I have to run with my phone because it has my music. I can't fair run enough. with no music. No, it's fair. Yeah, if you look around, like, so I ride the bus a lot and uh, look around at people and they're reading the news on their, their phone, phone and they just look like they're being shat on constantly. <laughs> like the, the weight on their shoulders, the grimace in their face as they're scrolling through the news. It's like... Maybe just look around and there's a cute baby on here singing Jingle Bells still. It's February. That's funny. Like, yeah. observe that. I don't know. Yeah. This up. Before we get uh, off the bus topic today, I saw one of the most disgusting things, and I'm a terrible person because I didn't say anything. I did give him the stink eye, but I didn't say anything. He ate a piece of food, and then he threw the trash out the window on the bus. <gasps> just threw the trash out the window. This was not a child. This was an adult. This was a person... Almost probably almost thirty. Yikes. Ate the food and then threw the trash out the window. I hate when people do. And shit I looked at him and just gave him a look. Like you're in San Francisco, what dude. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you, you doing? You just threw trash out the window of a bus. <laughs> like the world is your garbage can. What the yeah. fuck? Uh, what the 
fuck? That's, yeah, I, I hate when people I do that. I hate when people throw it on the ground or just hold it in your hand. Be hold patient. Your You're going to get off. Pockets. Yeah, put you it in your pocket. I always have garbage in my pockets or yeah. in my purse. And it's embarrassing when you know you try to pull out something and all the garbage comes out. But it's not more embarrassing than getting a ticket for littering. Out the way. I that would be good. mortifying to me. <laughs> Right? Like, not only is it against the law, it's terrible for our earth, and you're also just saying to everyone that you expect that everyone else should clean up after your shit. Yes, yes. Exactly. Look, I expect to be sued. I shouldn't be sued. Very rarely do you get sued when you do national emergency. When you do national emergency. He knows about getting sued a lot. But the grammar here. Rarely do you get sued when you do national emergency. Wait, what? You do it. You do national emergency. When, when you, you do, do national, national emergency. When you do... You don't na- get sued usually. Everybody knows just about national emergency. Of course, past presidents did a national emergency when there was actual natural national emergency. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, those aren't his quotes. I'm just being funny. That's the guy's commentary on it. But, look, I expect to get sued. I shouldn't be sued. Very rarely do you get sued when you do national emergency. When you do So I think what will happen is sadly we'll be sued. And sadly it'll go through a process and happily we'll win, I think. <laughs> I have never wished so much pure Oh, what's the word? Not hate what's the word worse than hate? Rancor? Malice. Malice. Disdain. Like, yeah, disdain. Loathe. Loathe. I like those. Yeah. 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 To a person. Like, because the fact of the matter, it's not just his bigotry and racism and all that fun stuff we talk about, but the intelligence mm. of what he's doing to this country and, and the lack of skills English skills. You, when those people tell other people to speak English, <laughs> you don't even know how to speak English correctly. <laughs> when so I do national you, emergency, I do it right, you know? We speak English in this <laughs> country, you barely emergency. know it. Because you've got this dumb fuck in office who can't even form a sentence correctly. Yeah. He's bad. He's bad. It's man. such a systemic issue, though. It's like Trump is like the cystic acne that is deeply caused by something underneath the surface of this country and he's just what we see and can point at but his ignorance is just like so deeply entrenched among this whole fucking world and we're being laughed at i'm allergic to erythromycin so how are we going to get rid of this cystic acne (laughs) stop eating the dairy (laughs) (laughs) dairy man dairy gluten (laughs) i almost got 1.4 billion when i wasn't supposed to get a dollar not a dollar he's not going to get a dollar well i got 1.4 billion but i'm not happy with it Yet another example of utter contradictions contradictions at the heart of Trump. He refuses to concede that he came out on the losing end of the compromise that emerged out of Congress. But if that was true, then why didn't why did he need to declare a national emergency to get the 3.6 billion in military funding? Answer, it's not true. I could do the wall over a longer period of time. I didn't need to do this, but I'd rather do it much faster. <gasps> 
in which the President of the United States undermines the necessity of declaring a national emergency, yeah. even as he is announcing <laughs> said national emergency. Yeah. Oh my God. I could do this reasonably, but I'm going to do it unreasonably. Because it's how I want to do it. Yeah. I think it's so... That's how I do stuff. I yeah. can't believe this. I could do it all over a longer period of time. I didn't need to do this, but I'd rather do it much faster. So if you don't need to do it, then it's not a motherfucking national emergency. It's not. An, that's what emergency means. $3.6 billion. Yeah. $3.6 billion. <laughs> it's an alternative dollars. definition. What right? could you do with $3.6 billion? You could do so much with $3.6 billion. This thing is money's not even real. Money's just a little piece of paper that floats through our hands. We're just making it up. There's nothing in Fort Knox. There's no gold. There's nothing to back it up. It's just like Bitcoin. It doesn't exist. It's like, hey, this is a thing that we all believe in. Oh, what would it do? It's really important. And you have some and you have some, but you don't have any. And this person doesn't even have any. It's in some bank. It's in some magical thing. These numbers that just exist in the air. What is fucking money? Who gets to have the numbers? I don't understand. What did they do to get the numbers and not the numbers? And the stuff and the little pieces of paper. It's not real i know have you felt like an actual coin lately those <laughs> things feel so fake our pennies feel like monopoly money there's no <laughs> copper in that it's yeah. plastic it feel it's funny. weird the, definitely the penny i the mean penny is on one if, right now if, if the united states <laughs> wanted to to be futuristic what we should do is take all of the plastic out of the great pacific <gasps> patch and turn it into money why, why, why can't we That's use those? those? Why can't we renew? Like, if we want to have plastic money, let's fucking do it. Let's take all the plastic bottles Recyclable. and let's turn it into money yeah. and say <gasps> these little pieces of plastic paper are new money. Let's make our own currency. Ooh. Yeah. That's Mutiny a, that, dollars. It's good for pot food and <laughs> robot <laughs> jokes, booze. Jokes, booze. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a good way to save the planet. Yeah. If there's any startups listening, come to yeah. me. You can, you can take the idea. We'll happily give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just give it. I really, I need $10,000 of fake money. That'll just change everything. Fuck you, It's not even that much. It's so funny because he's like $3.6 And I'm like, if I had $10,000, Mutiny Radio could survive without me having to beg people constantly for money. I could just like run a radio station and everybody would be happy and I wouldn't like be crying at night going like, am I going to be able to pay my rent? It wouldn't be like that at all. It would be like, oh, everything's so easy. And for some people, $10,000 is nothing. Yeah, they wipe their ass with it. They look at that and they're like, eh, I could go out to lunch with my buddies. Or, or I don't know. I don't know how I rich people spend money. They write it off, so I don't know how they... And I don't have to do it for the election. I've already done a lot of wall for the election 2020. I've he hasn't. Done a lot I've of done wall. a lot of wall. What does that mean? So I love tariffs, but I also love them to negotiate. Oh <laughs> <laughs> tariffs are great. <laughs> this is... Uh... The USMCA, that's Mexico. That's the United States, Mexico, Canada. That's where the money's coming from. Not directly, but indirectly for the wall. And nobody wants to talk about that. They might not want to talk about it because Trump's claim is, well, false. <laughs> Canada's not giving us any money. No. But, you know, I never did politics before. Now I do politics. I never. I love this quote. I have a new joke that I, I'm oh, opening my set with this now. But, you know, I never did politics before. <laughs> now I do politics. That. I never did politics before. How old are That's, we? Four? I, I never I do, do this many, but I do, I do national, this money. I do national emergency. I do politics. I didn't know anything before. I didn't know, but now I do because I know everything. Oh my God. But now I do politics. Like, I want to make t shirts that say, Now I do politics. <laughs> POTUS 45. You know what I mean? Now I like, do politics. Now I do politics. 
that actually sells. <laughs> that would probably sell too. Right? It's, uh, you know, speaking of stupidity with this, so Mike. Uh, fucking weirdo Pence um, was in, I believe he was in Munich. German, Munich, thank you oh you know where I'm going, yeah so um, he basically, I, he was talking to, um, I think it was different people in different nations that were there, and he mentioned, kind of praising 45 um, and basically Pence was uh, expecting a clap dead silent dead silent and it's just, it's such a funny I saw the video it was a great awkward silence of like they don't like him they don't respect you y'all y'all make the, no no they don't even want us to be allies anymore with y'all cause y'all gonna get everyone blown the fuck up <laughs> and tell everyone's dirty secrets I mean the fact of the matter is just and Pence is another oh he's just a spooky ghost <laughs> calling his wife mother Ugh, some norman Bates shit like i mean the fact of the matter the world is laughing i mean and the thing is trump always wanted to be in this boys club the billionaire boys club but they don't respect him they he when he tried to buy a football um a football team back in the 80s he couldn't get in because he wasn't rich enough and plus he didn't fit in and like when he was in was at davos he was trying to hang out with uh, a lot of the European leaders and what have you. They don't respect him because he's an idiot. <laughs> he's still the poor boy, though he's not poor. He doesn't fit the mold. And all, all this ego and narcissistic personality that he has is all because it dates back to his childhood of not fitting in and his how his father treated him because his dad was a piece of shit too. Um, and... It's all, it's all now we have to deal with his childhood trauma as a nation. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Seriously. All this is some I think that he needs to just I think he needs to do some meditation, some working out, maybe a little yoga. He needs to get in touch with his body. He needs to like stretch. Smoke some weed. He needs to take <laughs> off his toupee. I feel like if he could be honest about his hairline, then he could start being honest about anything else in his, in his, in his If existence. Donald Trump could be the next uh Contestant on Queer Eye. Oh <laughs> Those my God! You're queens a would like turn him out. Mm-hmm. He could t- definitely turn. You're out. a genius. That's such a good idea. I mean, does he? But does I mean, we know he's a racist. But how does he feel about the gays? He, he just needs attention. Yeah. All those oh. men coming into his house and helping him find his inner Ex- love, which is what they do. They do. Yeah. It's yeah. like. I mean, who do you think? I mean, come on, his you know who his wife is. So she, you know, no, she we don't because she never speaks. We oh, have no idea true. what we don't even know what her name is. Who, what she is wears our, inappropriate fashion. Yeah, um, do I care? I don't think I care. Something like that. <laughs> she speaks four languages. Speak any language, sweetheart. Just pick one. Speak something. Speak French. Speak. Tell us how speak you feel. Oh, yeah, we can translate it. Yeah, on we'll Google. translate it. It'll yeah. be fun. <laughs> yeah. Like anything. Melania, say something. Show us on the doll where he hurt you. Like, just (laughs) communicate in some way. Like, what's going on? Are you, were you sex trafficked? Are you okay? Did you sign a non-disclosure that you are not? I bet you, I bet you she did. I didn't even think about that. I bet. Oh, yeah. Because he always gets an NDA with anybody. 
Even mm. little her, his son probably has an ND. I'm That's sure. So funny. Which one? The retarded one or retarded? The one baby two? one. Oh god. The little kid. He's oh, got Baron. a little kid. Oh, Baron. I thought Baron. Baron's like 13 or something. Yeah. There's yeah. a little kid. Yeah. Trump. Yeah. I heard he does have some um, learning disabilities as well, and that's why they he doesn't basically want him out really in public. It's Jesus, kind of like Marianne. No, no, no. I have. I, are you serious? Well, <laughs> you have a learning disability, Sue. So don't go out in public. What are you trying to say? Look who your father Look is. Look in the mirror, right? It, it, I mean, it's it, kind it, of it like makes, it makes sense. I have a. I have a a friend who has, is is very high powered and she went to exclusive uh, Ivy League University and she went to Cambridge and she had children later in life and one of her children is um, has special needs and it's hard for her because she's such a high achiever and so perfect in so many ways to be like this is my this is what I made and because you expect you have these expectations when you have all of the money and the power and the prestige and the education and then you decide to have the children you expect them to be high notch so I can understand where he's like everything in my life is great but he, he except for my retarded son, which we don't even know. This could be slander. We don't even well, know. Well, <laughs> we don't even. That would mean he would have three retarded sons. I, don't I mean, because the other guy with the Russian thing, he did do some retarded shit, man. He really <laughs> fucked up with the meeting with the Russians and being like, "What? This is politics now, right? Like, are, we just get to meet with the are Russians." You, are you and talking like, about Don Jr.? Yeah, and yeah. then they just I love it. And like, <laughs> I love it. And, oh, and his tweeting. He just needs to stop tweeting. Like he, which he, one? Uh, j- junior. <laughs> okay. I'm like he. Everything that he says always backfires and what have you. Like he was talking about something about the Jess, Jesse Smollett thing. That's another situation I don't even want to get into right now. Um, but. Um, he tweeted something about how, you know, there is no racism within the MAGA community, blah, blah, blah. This is all false. And it, it, it all backfired. He's like, he's, I think he's The slow. MAGA community was like, no, we do hate people. Yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> June, you shut up. We hate so many people. Yeah. Yeah. So many. And most of it is based on race. Yeah. yeah. But I love or, it. Or social economics because poor people are bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, capitalism says poor people are bad because they can't spend money and that's bad. In the meantime, I built a lot of wall. I have a lot of money, and I built a lot of wall. He didn't. I guess he still has a lot of money. When a bad person comes in, brings 22 or 23 or 35 of his family members because he has a mother, his grandmother, his sister, his cousin, his uncle, they're all in. Experts in the immigration field have dismissed Trump's numbers here as wholly untethered to reality. What did he just do for his wife's family again? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to just make sure. Here's a guy who could speak for three hours without a phone call. Try doing that sometime. For three hours he speaks. Donald Trump likes Rush Limbaugh because Limbaugh can speak for three hours straight. So there's that. He's an ex-heroin addict. (laughs) Ann Coulter. I don't know her. I hardly know her. I haven't spoken to her in way over a year. But the press loves saying Ann Coulter. Oh, that's another one. She's pissed off at him now. She called him a, an idiot too Ooh. because she doesn't like the fact that he's using this as a national emergency. Though the whole government shutdown was because of what Rush Limbaugh said and and Horseface Coulter said because I mean 
they basically said like if you don't do this build this wall your your base is going to leave you we're all going to not support you and he got scared hence the shutdown blah 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 flash forward to where we are now she doesn't like the fact that um he's using this as a national emergency so she's been writing for breitbart or what have you calling him like he's a traitor blah 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 it's he knows who she is he uh, he knows who she too i I dare uh, So uh, that was it. Was says Trump has retweeted favorably, or retweeted Coulter forty-seven times since twenty fifteen. Thank you, Ann Coulter, for your nice words. The U.S. is becoming a dumping ground for the world. Polls don't get it. Make America great again. He tweeted in June twenty fifteen. So I like her, but she's off the reservation. Any but it's a, such a racist statement. Now, wow. now you got to talk about more of my people. What the fuck? That is such a racist off the in reservation. His, that's like that's a, go yeah. What we should? I can't on, believe it's yeah. <laughs> she gotta get her phone out. So like, I yeah. like her, but she's off the reservation. But anybody who knows her understands that. But I haven't spoken to her, and I don't follow her, and I don't talk to her. But the press loves to bring up the name Ann Coulter, and you know what? I think she's fine. I think she's good, but I just don't speak to her. Okay. But. Tell us Just, where the can body we, can is, we remember, Trump. Can we remember that this is last Friday? This is presidential space. This is the president of the United States, the 45th president of the United States, addressing a press conference and hence us about this national emergency dealing with the wall. And he's talking about Ann Coulter. And he brings... What does this have to do? It makes you want to put your head in a blender. Yeah. Oh, totally. And she's... I mean, what other racist tropes can you bring in? You're going to break out the minstrel show and have everybody tap dance like what the fuck are you gonna everyone do, man? come out with gucci sweaters yeah. with blackface and start tap dancing i mean what are you gonna do and don't forget your burberry noose necklace i uh, yeah that's one, that's one hell of a production yeah <laughs> i bet you i bet you your boyfriend's uh ex-classmate wrote that speech maybe that's the thing no intelligent person wrote this. I think that he was just speaking. That's the whole thing that makes me crazy. Is I don't think he actually writes things down and practices them so. and try to make them sound presidential. He's just like, this is what I feel. This is what I think. I'm perfect. I'm great enough. Everyone else in America, trying hard is for nothing. It's where you are in the time and the place. Anybody can do anything. And obviously, I guess we can. And is that the dream of America? That any schlub can become the fucking president of the United States? Is that what we're really saying? Is that if you have enough money, you can do anything here? Well, that's I guess what, that's what we're saying. That's what, uh, what's his name? Schultz, uh, the CEO Starbucks. of Starbucks. Oh. That's what he's trying to do, but it's, he's just getting egg all over his face because he's afraid of that seventy percent uh, tax off of was it t- your first ten million or something. Well, like that. he can never he can never get the uh, African American vote behind him because he because of the whole bathroom scandal that happened two years ago. <laughs> Remember the Starbucks bathroom scandal? Like that's are you talking about the the black? Yeah, that, they were yeah. like, you need to buy something. Oh, get out of here! And he's like, I'm waiting for my friend. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, so after after the, that the wonderful speech our dear forty five did on Friday, so SNL comes out on Saturday and they do a bunch of Trump stuff and Alec Baldwin's on there. Of course, the Orange Monster himself tweeted, um, "We hour in the morning that something about a the Baldwins are dead to me. I'm bombing the I'm, Baldwins. I'm trying. Okay, <laughs> I, that's basically from- what I, I'm trying to find the tweet." But basically what it was is just like he was trying to state that maybe SNL should be investigated because they were making fun of him. Wow. 
I'm I'm just basically I'm paraphrasing because I was looking for the uh, the tweet, but yeah, <laughs> he is so sensitive yeah. about the fact like I mean because I did see some of the sketches and they were funny, um, but he he which is a shock I know right it's been a while, um, but yeah he's basically tweet tweeting like this is kind of like an injustice, and I think maybe they should be looked into. I, I gotta find this tweet because it's there's, just. There's, here's more quotes. I actually have a couple people on CNN that have been very good. Two things here. Trump says he never watches CNN. Two, Trump defines very good as they say nice things about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the exact <laughs> equation. <laughs> because your question is a very political question. Because you have an agenda. You're CNN. You're fake news. You have an agenda. But you just said that they say such nice things. <laughs> oh, okay. I found the tweet. Nothing funny about. Wait, what? What else? What is he? Nothing funny about tired Saturday Night Live on fake news NBC. See, he needed a comma after that. Question is, how do the networks get away with these total Republican hit jobs without retribution? Likewise, for many other shows, very unfair and should be looked into. This is the real collusion. That's a tweet about... Ooh, collusion, big word. Oh, my That's about Saturday Night Fucking Live that's been making fun of presidents since 1975. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly You are not... I mean, you you, you ain't that special, motherfucker. Thousand points a lot. Stay the course. Damn. (laughs) That was Dana Carvey making fun of George Bush Sr. Thousand points a lot. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. (laughs) I'm not gonna do it. I mean, seriously, he's like, this is total collusion. It's a comedy show. Are you serious, yo? I mean, by this point, I I, I really wish something just bad happened to him in that whole administration. Like, I just, I want to believe in God. I want to believe in Mike Pence. I want to believe in Mike Pence. I want to believe in God. <laughs> you want to believe because in Because if God truly exists, he will strike Trump down before something. he can before he can start a new civil war. Before he can, before he can make the divisiveness of what's happening politically disengender us so much from the other half that we are so divided 50-50 on either end that we start fighting each other and then he brings in the military as martial law and then all of us are fucked. But here's the and thing. And then all of us are fighting our own military which is the whole reason we were supposed to be able to bear arms is that we're supposed to be able to take arms up against our oppressor and what if it's our own country? And that's the whole reason about the Second Amendment. But... It's going to be, I'm telling you guys, I'm not like I'm some crazy Nostradamus, but <laughs> why else would we foster such division? Because that's the way this country's always been. No, I don't think so. I don't think that we've always been this 50-50. I don't think that it's, it's been, been building. It's been it's building. Build, been, it's been building. A, a domino effect. This is not out of the blue. This is what exactly what happened oh. after our first black president <laughs> like this is exactly <laughs> take the, the way back. the pendulum swung and now it's like do we let it swing all the way in the other direction do we find a balance somehow is the a complete destruction like what is it but this is this, this is, is retaliation this too. is retaliation yeah this is retaliation because they saw that they're like oh no oh no we gotta take it back we gotta take it back make it great again and put them Back in the plantation. And yeah. Russia helped. And yeah. Russia's racist. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And they, they hate the gays. They hate the gays. They put the gays. They, to, the, they put the, them in jail. Anyone that doesn't they, look like them. They beat them up. They hurt them. I think they might even murder 
something? They're not. They're not fans of women's nice voices. No, no. They, they don't like comedy. <laughs> Those actually, but I. The funny thing is, the Russians, the Russians that I know that have, that are here in the United States are great people. Yeah. I have many, many Russian friends, and I love them as people. So I don't necessarily want to be like, oh, Russians are bad. We're talking yeah. about them as a political, yeah, yeah right, like, right, 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 yeah, because right, right, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love lots of. Russian I have people. lots of Russians. <laughs> I love Russians <laughs> myself. But yeah, that does, that's not the point. I've had I've had Russians in me before. Ah, <laughs> in Russians and Ukrainians. You've had Russians in your pants. Yeah, uh, because Dang. the question. Uh, this go, is, girl. There's only a couple of these left. No, no. I use many stats. I use many stats. Trump doesn't accept stats about border crossing or ports of entry that have provided by his administration. So what stats does he accept? He won't say. This is after somebody asks him. He's like, yes, but what are the statistics that you're talking about specifically? And he's like... No, no. And they're saying, tell us the stats. Where, where are your stats? No, no. I use my many stats. I use many stats. You have, you have stats that are far worse than the ones I use. Oh my because what? I use many stats, but I also use Homeland Security. What does that mean? Stats don't get to be good or bad. They just are what they That's are. Fa- stats right. are facts. <laughs> it's because the, the people were asking him specifically, like, what stats are you using? When I came into this office, I met right there in the Oval Office with President Obama. Hmm. I sat in those beautiful chairs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they were probably designed by a gay guy. Or a gay woman. Yeah. I believe he would have gone to war with North Korea. I think he was ready to go to war. In fact, he told me he was close to starting a big war with North Korea. That's false. Wait, so former President Barack Obama told Trump he was planning a big war against North Korea? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I am sure that conversation happened exactly as Trump said it did. Do you Donald, see th- before you go, I just want to let you know. <laughs> I uh, was going to start a big war with North Korea. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know that. It's good a, luck. Yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> Here's the economy. Ah, that's, a good, that's a good Obama yeah, voice. That is good. Here's that the economy. Really oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> that's are you guys going to use some of the, are you, on, on Moon Day, on um, the Moon Day Night School, are you going to do skits about funny things like that? Because you have a great Barack Obama that's a good voice. One. Yes, there will be skits, there will be sketches, there will be hoedowns <laughs> with hoes Ho- yeah. getting down, Get down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. no be idea it's gonna be lit <laughs> y'all hey man be nice to your sex worker because someday those robots are gonna rise up against us <laughs> and be nice to your actual real human sex worker too before yeah. they before they uh, before rise up in, shut it in, down. and then die in the, nope. in the civil war that we're gonna be fighting soon <laughs> Prime Minister Abe of Japan gave me the most beautiful copy of a letter that he sent to the people who give out a thing called the Nobel Prize. What? Yeah. Yeah, this is another quote. Prime Minister Abe of Japan gave me the most beautiful copy of a letter that he sent to the people who give out a thing called the Nobel Prize. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Just nominated for a little thing called the Nobel Prize. Uh, also, uh, Abe is refusing to deny he nominated Trump for the prize. Oof. Many other people feel that way, too. I'll probably never get it, but that's okay. They gave it to Obama. He didn't even know what he got it for. He was there for about 15 seconds, and he got the Nobel Prize. Motherfucker, you weren't there. Trump views himself, even now as president, as the guy looking up from the outside of the exclusive club that won't let him in. And he hates it. And it drives the tremendous resentment and bitterness he harbors to these so-called elites. 
what was now was I on point or fucking what? Yeah, I mean the thing is like I have my issues with Obama, but his obsession with him mm. is very single white female. Mm. Like seriously, like his he, what Why he left. He be left obsessed office? with him though. He's hot. He's tall. He's likable. He's smart. But, he has a family that loves him and respects him. A beautiful wife. A beautiful and wife. Children. Beautiful children. And he's smart. And he's smart. He lets her speak. He lets yeah. her speak. She I has like her that. own ideas. Ideas. He respects women. He respects. He doesn't people. have titties. He's able to. He's <laughs> able Walk to upstairs. bar yeah, right? negotiation with people intelligently. He's able to concede points. He's able to come up with compromises. Yeah, Obama's a fucking badass. He's a fucking boss. Right, but <laughs> the White House had never been so cool. Yeah. That's true too. Since I'm, Clinton with the with the sax, the sexy sax on our city hall. Nice. But it's just really gross, and it's really it's pathetic. And it's scary. Mm. I mean, the fact of the matter, even before he uh, 45 took office, he was obsessed with him, mm-hmm. with that whole birtherism thing that he started. Like, he, all of a sudden, it's just like, the this guy's a Muslim. He, yeah, the, this guy doesn't live here. He's not from here. What? He, he's from Kenya. So a black man can't be intelligent and run for <laughs> office. He's got to be from another place. That's racism point number one right there. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, the fact of the matter is, like, it's been about a decade since this dude's been obsessed with him. He needs to. I. It, it's it's gross. Like it almost like it's almost like he wants to fuck him. Yeah. Well, I do too. Obama's yeah. a sexy yeah. motherfucker. He is. I mean, wow. I hate to keep ringing the bell, but it's that. It's the. I mean, it's the. It's the white anger and frustration mm-hmm. that you are not. A, a black man. I think racism is steeped in uh, covetry and like d- desiring to, uh, or, or not understanding. I mean, I just am speaking from my own upbringing. My dad would never outwardly, you know, brag about being racist, but he is. Yeah, he's the silent and, racist. And that's what I mean. That's what Trump. When he was accusing Obama of not being born in this country, he just, just. He didn't want to see him because seeing him rise to power was confusing and just imploded every I am great and no one is not great that lives inside of a white man. It just Mm. makes you have to question your own insignificance. (laughs) That's that's the other thing. We're all just we're all people. Yeah. This, we're almost done here. I mean, it was the most beautiful five-letter, five-page letter, Nobel Prize. He sent it to them. <laughs> Nobel Prize letter, beautiful, five pages letter, beautiful, Nobel Prize. <laughs> I mean, it's like he's ending this conference saying, okay, I'm taking the money from here, I'm putting it over here. And everybody said, it's great, it's great. And also, you should know, I was nominated from a Nobel Prize. Not really, somebody nominated me for a Nobel Prize. But it wasn't the Nobel Prize. It was somebody else who oh wrote God. a letter. But it won't be me because nobody likes me. <sighs> nobody else would have done that. The Obama administration couldn't have done it. And so true. And no, I'm not totally sure what Trump is referencing here. But he did it. And Obama didn't. And this feels like a good place to end. So that was... <laughs> this, was this was by CNN Politics, which obviously we know is fake news. But those Dude. are real quotes from our real mm-hmm. president. And he said real stupid things. Again. Yeah. Do you, who do you think, because now we know that Bernie's running. Do you think Bernie, Bernie, 
I'm gonna beat him. I'm gonna try. Um, another Brooklyn Knight. Well, actually, I take that back. Uh, Trump's from Queens. My bad. Um, but do you think he might have a chance? Because I don't. I don't think. Like I told you, I'm not a fan of pandering Kamala Harris, Cory Coon Booker. I said it. Amy uh Christian Giblet. Um, because I don't trust them. What about um, Elizabeth Warren? I do like I her. I like Elizabeth Warren. I like quite her. A bit. That's the thing. I like her. I like her a lot, but I don't think she's going to make it because she's too, too much. Yeah. And I, and I, my dream ticket though would be Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. That's that, that would be my wet dream ticket. And I'm sorry. I would love to see the first black woman in office, but Kamala Harris, what you did as attorney general here, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm sorry. No, negative. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. Um, I, a lot of the Bernie people turned and voted for Trump in 16. Mm-hmm. So what we have, and now, now we know that Bernie is actually one of the most popular politicians. I think him and George, uh, George, uh, Joe Biden are like, I think either one or two, number one, number two. So my question is, do we think that he has a chance of beating 45? He would have to make a real beautiful big run and outdo himself from where he was two years, four years ago, um, which was crazy big. I mean, what he did four years ago was very, very magnanimous and powerful and exciting. And then the DNC. And then we all got hit and crumbled and uh, shattered dreams. So he has to like take something that was pretty easy to just swim up to the surface and go and then got shattered into a million pieces he has to take those million pieces and glue them back together and then present it as like a solid believable thing yeah so i think he has a much harder run this time around than he did last time around so and he's older yeah he is and but so we're is, a lot more like cynical now because they say that joe biden's gonna run and him and joe biden are like one year apart and they were talking about the age, how Bernie's too old. I'm like, well, Joe Biden's thinking about putting himself in the ring, too. And so do you think Joe Biden would have a chance running up against 45? Because I think Biden's way too polished. He's been in politics way too long. And he won't go for the jugular. He's not as dangerous. Yeah. Bernie is like, you know, but but if you go with Bernie, you're 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 taking the pendulum swing as far left as you That's can true. go. So, I don't know. Yeah, I asked my boyfriend and uh, about Elizabeth Warren, and he's a straight white male. And he was like, yeah, I just think Warren's too lesbian-y to win. What? And I mean, let's just, you know, like, that's just a, it's a, it's a, let's drop in the bucket. Like, she's not as sexy, you know? Yeah, because looks, We need, it's a popularity contest. And, but I think she's done the most. I think she's the most well-qualified one in the running in terms of what she has fought for and how mm-hmm. hard she has fought for it. I and think she's more realistic to the people. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Especially with the fact with the, you know, what she did with the banks, especially like Wars Fargo, how she likes to protect the consumers, the middle class, yeah, that's which is... Nader talking. That's my boy. Yeah. It's consumer issues. Oh, yeah. oh he gone. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was his first pla- 
platform back in the early what 70s. What about Warren Sanders? That's what, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that would right. be my word. Oh, her is president. He is VP. Oh, no. Um, it's got to go the you other know, way. I have a feeling it would go the only other way. Only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. Isn't that what we learned? Yes, from the, we did. Isn't, isn't that we what we learned that. from the, the last election? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that, I really don't think that the that the nation is ready for a woman. I, I don't think that, I just don't think that they're ready. I. It's so it, interesting though, because didn't Hillary get more votes? Yeah, three million. She technically so, won. Oops. Yeah, so like I don't know yeah. that that I don't I I do agree that that ticket isn't the winning ticket because mm-hmm. not because I don't want it. It's just I don't think that it is. But I don't think that the fact that if it was the right female, I think it would be okay. Yeah, it's just not the right female. Yeah, yeah. where's the right female? Marianne Williamson. Y'all heard of her? Yeah, <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard. And I don't like her either. I don't trust anyone that's been a hardcore um, back in her day. Um, we talked about yeah, her last week. Yeah, talked about her last week. We yeah. went through all the presidential candidates. So many of them she are females. It's really great. Females. <laughs> she was for conversion therapy not that long ago. Her dad was she, a super outspoken pastor who was very anti-gay. Yeah. And she was in her early 20s. She, that yeah, was in 2002. She dad. That's not so, long enough for me. Yeah. it's. <laughs> Where is she now on? She's Hawaii. She, she's, she's progressive. A, she's for, you know. Is she Democratic? She's a, like a senator she's Democrat, from Hawaii yeah. or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, when I was 20, I was in Ohio and I didn't know jack shit either, so. That's what I said last. I, when I was in my teens, I was so Christian that I was anti, anti-abortion. I was pro-life, yeah. and now I'm like, fucking abortions are the best. They're you totally learn, right you, read, you. you grow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I now I recognize like healthcare as, as a human right, and and that it is a human rights issue if you don't provide people healthcare to plan for their own lives and. And someone who came from a super conservative thing and did, it's like, maybe that is what we need. Someone who understands uh, the right and came from the right, Mm. but then learned and grew and progressed and is now standing up for the left. I I agree with that 100%. But I also see where someone would look at her history and just simply find her untrustworthy. That's me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so it's like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, whereas well, Sanders is like, I was marching with. Exactly. Martin yeah, Luther. Exactly. Yeah. Billionaires. Billionaires. Yeah. You are yeah. so good. good. At you good. have such good voices. Good. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Can't wait for her show. Oh my I'm god. Excited. That's on point. And we're we're gonna wrap it up here on the Altcast. God it has damn, been that was a fun. Joy and a pleasure having Joy and Andy here from Ladies Lunch. Um, yeah, Moon Day you, Night School. Also, Meredith Slaughter will be a part of that amazing team Meredith. coming up on Mondays at eight o'clock. I tried to look for Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff to play you guys this song but we'll oh, do it another no. time okay Next we made we do these songs we did these songs before and, and the the trump one is like oh mona but the best one is the very first one which was cindy brady got in trouble for being saying terrible homophobic things and it's really funny yeah Ooh. oh boy yeah. and I, we, just, we just quote them but it's we put rap like Music. we put stuff behind it and then we just like freelance we like figured out she does the hooks and then I like read the things and it's really funny I'll yeah. find them I'll find them next time I tried to find them but they aren't on this computer I don't know what happened to it but we've done them at the AltaCast all the time oh, don't worry I'll, I'll play them I like the Steve um, Bannon one so thank you guys for joining us here on the AltaCast every Wednesday from high noon to two uh, we'll be back next week please buy your tickets buy your for tickets. the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 5th excitingly enough there's only 10 tickets left for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse on March 1st, the opening day of the show, which is very exciting. Uh, But all the other shows have lots of tickets available. There's only 30 seats per. You can get 
all the tickets online at mutinyradio.fm on that front page. And uh, please join us. It's going to be such a fun time. 50 comics coming from all over the United States and Canada here. And uh, we'll be back next week talking about that. Thanks so much, everybody. Join Moon Day Night School starting on Mondays, Yay. 8 o'clock. And uh, keep listening to Mutiny Radio. Bye. 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 Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF 
is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't know anything about it, sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes, oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious.